You're listening to the Mommy Influencer Podcast, where we dive into motherhood social media marketing and hear from inspiring mommy influencers, brands, and industry experts to bring you the inside knowledge, tools, and strategies to grow your influence in business through purposeful online content creation. I'm your host, Christy Keen, and I'm a Navy veteran and registered nurse turned stay-at-home mom turned full-time motherhood influencer on track to be a six-figure earner this year through social media marketing alone. So come in and cozy up, mamas, and get ready to take your influence to the next level. Oh man, you guys, I am so excited to be chatting with Ashley Patron today from Arrows and Bow. And I can't even begin to explain how much I adore this mama and her family. I found Ashley on Instagram a few years ago when she was sharing her journey living in a renovated trailer with her husband and three kids. And I was just so fascinated by her tiny living lifestyle. And But mostly I was just immediately drawn to her contagious energy and dancing and super obsessed with her daughter, Q. Like, I don't know why. I could watch her videos all day long. They are adorable. Um, but since then, today, Ashley has over 200,000 followers on Instagram, and her and her family have moved to California, where she has leveraged her love and eye for interior design to grow her influence and blog, as well as host a cozy Airbnb guest house. So Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and chat with me today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Chrissy. This is so fun. Oh my gosh, you probably remember I reached out to you. I don't know if you remember or not, but I reached out to you a while ago because it's like, I just cannot get enough of your daughter's videos. I am so jealous. <laughs> like my kids, as soon as I try to open up my mouth to sing or dance, they ask me very politely. They say, no, thank you. And ask me to stop. I'm not bad. They just aren't into it. And I just love watching you and your little family. The joy is so contagious. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. You know, she used to be so much crazier too in the younger years. And as she's getting older, I can tell she's starting to kind of be aware of what she's doing a little bit more. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, don't lose that boldness. That's what I'm I know. For. I love when she would just be recording videos on your phone that you would find and just so authentic. We could learn so much from our kids in that I know. sense. It's so true. Yeah. Well, why don't you share a little bit more about what you do and how you got started in blogging and Instagram? Okay. Um, So I was a stay-at-home mom who homeschooled my kids. I have three kids. They are now almost 10, 8, and almost 6. And I've always just had a desire to create and kind of that entrepreneurial, you know, side of me. And um, my mom was very much that way. And so I was kind of like trying things here and there. I went to cosmetology school to be a hairstylist just like my mom did. Um, My mom was like selling something. I tried selling it and I was just like searching for that thing. And I really just kind of went deep inside myself and was like, what do you love to do? What is like your passion? And what I love to do is to, you know, um, find deals and design like our home and decorate. And I've always been like into going on Craigslist, finding a table for $30 refinishing it and then selling it for like $300, you know? Um, so I just, I met with a kind of a mentor and she just really encouraged me to just start. She was like, you can't, you can't just stop. You just got to stop thinking about it and you just need to start. And if you're yourself and if you're you, then that's what people like. People like authentic. So that's just always stuck with me. And I, really just went home the next day and I just started and I started a blog, started an Instagram, had no idea what I was doing, but I was hungry and I wanted to learn. So I just looked at what other people were doing. I read every article that was out and I just like had fun enjoying the journey. And as it's, you know, almost been three years, um, I've definitely changed and my page has changed, but it's kind of just evolved and changed with me. So it went from sharing, you know, uh, design tips and deal finds to kind of shifting into a little bit of marriage stuff and family. And then when we moved into the RV about seven months into my blogging, um, it definitely shifted to full like lifestyle. Um, just really incorporating our story into, everything that I was sharing because it was just hard not to. And then the, the pretty designed, you know, RV was just kind of a perk. Mm -hmm. So 
now, um, you know, we lived in the trailer for 17 months and now being in a house, it's just it's still the same thing. I'm just kind of allowing my page just to be a reflection of our story and what we're doing. I love that. And I actually have already decided that the title of this podcast has to be something along the lines of designing your dream life because you just merge design and your lifestyle so beautifully. And I love it. I, I just cannot get enough of it. Thank you. And so with balancing that, just a question that comes to mind, thinking about how you're able to do both so well, where are you seeing the most engagement these days, like between design versus the lifestyle stuff? Yeah, you know, it's so, I feel like I, my goal is to figure out Instagram. On the Enneagram, I'm an eight, seven. So I like definitely like control. I like getting after things and the fact that I can't like decode Instagram, I mean, that just drives me insane. Um, but there is no necessarily, it's not really a formula for it. But I feel like as far as, you know, from my page and what people respond to, people definitely love when I'm honest and open and real and authentic. And there's a, there's a beautiful fine line between being, you know, authentic and down all the time or, um, I try to keep everything on the positive because that's just really the way that I am in general, just trying to find joy in everything. And so I just try to reflect that on my page as well. So I think it goes back and forth. It really just depends. I think that people are tired of seeing the same spaces over and over. You know, if you're a home account and you're purely showing your home for two years straight, it can get a little, you know, one note. So I think the fact that I bring in a lot of different elements, keeps things exciting and keeps people guessing. Yeah. And you do a great job at that. And even on your stories, when you share other people's homes who have been inspired by a space that you have created, it, you know, it makes it a little bit more diverse and people can draw their inspiration from, you know, your awesome followers as well. Yeah. And I, I crack up because you say you can't figure out Instagram and I look at your page and I'm like, she has it figured out because your engagement is so great and I can only see what, you know, I can see on your post, yeah. but I can imagine from how much I love your stories that you probably have a super high engagement rate on your stories as well. I do. Do you, do you feel like people show up more for one or the other? Um, you know, I actually asked everybody in a poll that I think like a month or two ago, and obviously it was in stories, so it was story people saying it, but 86% of people said that they watch stories rather than posts. I believe it. I think I'm seeing, like on my page, I, I mean, my put my actual feed is like crickets right now, but my stories, I feel like, wow, I, I'm, people are showing up and it's so nice to, I don't know, it feels a little bit more personal and easy to be yourself there, but you, there's still something to be said about creating a beautiful feed that gets eyes on it and gets the attention of new followers and brands. And you just are nailing that right now. So I think you're doing an awesome job. Thank you. Yeah. That's something I know that, I mean, you can't disregard a beautiful page because that is what's going to bring people in. And that's going to, that's going to be the thing that, that, uh, gets them to click the follow button is by your beautiful photos or captivating, you know, um, post something that you write. And then I feel like the stories are really what keep people there are the personality. People just are longing for that personal connection and for a little more realness. Exactly. Photo. Yeah, it is so true. And I love the way you put it that way. It's like one brings them there, one keeps them there. And you're, I mean, I just, Again, I'm assuming, but I would think your stories just have such engaged followers because you you do like the um, arrows and bow dance off the a the hashtag yeah. AAB dance off, and I'm always seeing people pop up doing their little dance offs with you, and it's gotta just feel so good to see that you've created this space and this platform that merges what you love with just making people have these simple joyful moments in their lives. It really is like what all I care about in this space. And I just love getting messages from people saying, Hey, I just want to let you know that you made me realize, you know, to think a little bit more before I purchase or to really love the space that I'm in. And this is what I did. Like getting messages like that is makes it all worthwhile. It's so true. It's, it's what you 
do to help other people in this space that just makes it worth keeping going on. I found that myself as well. Speaking of your dance-off videos, just randomly, I'm like, I need to do one whenever we launch this podcast episode. But you are – I'm not as comfortable on the story side of things and just like just letting it all just – hang out and be me. Like I, I, I'm working on it, but I still struggle with it. But you just, you are you through and through. And I see it through, you mentioned your mom earlier. Like you see your mom on your stories and your profile and you're like, you can see where you get a little bit of that from too. I'm sure you have, do you have any tips for people to be more comfortable and be themselves in front of the camera in this space? Or is it just something that comes so naturally to you? You know, not, yeah. So I, as soon as stories came out, like day one, I just, I remember I was sitting in a home goods parking lot and I was like, I don't even know what you're supposed to do with these story things. But I was like, I'm going to home goods. I have no kids. And I did a dance in my car and I got such a great response from people. They were like, this is so fun. I love seeing you do this sort of thing, you know, that it kind of gave me a little boost of confidence, of course, because I was like realizing hey, like it is actually the most fun for me. And obviously others are either going to like it or they're not. But when I'm just being myself. So that's always my best advice. I feel the most comfortable and the most uh, joyful when I'm just being myself. Anytime I'm trying to be less or be more, I am just not as happy. So I really just try to think, okay, is this me? Then just do it. And you know, People, not everybody's going to like it. I've had somebody write me before a few people and say, you know, you really used to annoy me, but now I kind of like you. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So I really just think that um, you're not going to be everybody's cup of water, cup of tea or whatever you call that, but it doesn't really matter. Whatever is going to be the most fun for you and bring you the most joy, I just feel like you should just be yourself. I love that. And you know, and maybe not everybody, their true self isn't just dancing in the kitchen with Absolutely. their kids. And that's okay too. Like you, yeah. I love seeing your personality. It's so, you could just feel your authenticity and I love it. Just to dig more into the um, business side of things, do you monetize your Instagram or blogging? I'm, I'm sh- I mean, I know you have your Airbnb and you're really good at diversifying that. Um, but yeah. I'm just so aloof to the interior design space and how that works too. Just curious. Yeah. Um, yeah well, you can dig- you know, the, the beginning years, you know, right when you start, you're like, oh, here, do you want a free shirt or do you want a free watch or whatever? And you're so excited about taking free stuff um, because it's all new and free stuff is awesome. <laughs> and and then I realized, you know, a couple months in, I was like, I don't like this. Like, I feel like I'm just gathering things that I don't even really love and I have to share it and then I feel obligated and add stress to me. So I really stopped doing that, um, especially when we moved in the trailer because really I didn't need or couldn't hold anything. Um, so, and I really just wanted to think about the long game and think about, you know, what I wanted to represent to my followers. And I really just wanted to and want to create an authentic following where people know me so that when I do share something that they don't even have to second guess if I'm, you know, pushing a product that I don't love. I want them to know me so well that whenever I open my mouth that they know it's the truth. And Mm so I really, um, said no to a lot of stuff. And, um, Then as I think within the last year, I just started to slowly incorporate more like trade stuff in, you know, trade for a free whatever, um, something that I wanted, but, um, and that would, I would buy for myself anyways, but nothing of, uh, nothing that I was getting paid for. And then the last six months, um, I actually have finally hired on a manager, a management company, um, because like you said, the, the DMs, the the time spent on here and creating content, it's just become so much, um, especially as your followers go up. And I just really wanted to put my focus and time into being able to respond to every DM and being able to respond to posts and to write my own content. Um, and so I hired them and it has just been a game changer for me. Um, they take care of so much of like the business emails that I get from people. 
And then they um, have also brought jobs that really align with what I want to do and what I represent. So yes, the, the answer is now I am monetizing off of it and looking at more as you know, a place to inspire and encourage, but also as a business now, because it is such a full-time job. And for the first couple of years, I didn't really look at it as a job. And I really kind of have to, because it's, you know, 40 plus hours a week of my time. And I think if somebody hasn't started following you yet, they need to arrows and bow. And if you already are already following her like I am, I think what really shines to me is you are so hands-on. Like you are not just posting a pretty space and saying, oh, buy this couch or look at this decor. Like You are showing yourself transforming these spaces and using your hands to do the hard work. So I I was going to ask you about time management, but I think it's absolutely brilliant that at the level you're at, that you've gotten a management team and now can focus more on doing the work that you love and engaging with people and, you know, treating your content as your business and being able to be more intentional and then having the help to run the, you know, the business side of things or the stuff that doesn't, it probably just doesn't spark as much joy for you to respond to those emails. I don't even understand it. You know, a lot of the stuff I don't even understand. (laughs) So I I used to look at it as, you know, oh, I would never, I would feel bad, you know, making money off of a post or something like that. But then, you know, again, as you grow, and I think in the last six months, I was just like, wow, you know what? Everybody that's on Instagram, whether whether you're you're doing it as a business or, or not, you are influencing people and the time that goes into creating content, to editing photos, to being, you know, I'm very intentional about what I share and how I share it. And so I just, I wasn't seeing any value in myself. And as soon as I started to see what I was putting out there as value or valuable, I feel like it even reflected in how I was sharing. It gave me more confidence in how I was sharing because I was seeing myself um, as a more valuable person. It's so true. And there is, it's, it, I feel like everybody goes through that inner dialogue and that inner struggle when they first get started in this space because it seems like, oh, you know, is it really fair that I can ask for money to just post this picture? But it is so much more than just a picture and, and what you create and the intent behind it and the time, you know, and you have a family. That's another big thing about this podcast is most of the listeners are moms and have families and balancing the time and being able to um, protect your family and protect the time that you're putting into this space and for your family is so important. Yes, I 100% agree. So how do you manage your time between doing the hands-on design stuff, blogging, running your own Airbnb, and then momming all at the same time? Yeah. So the first year that I started, I was homeschooling the kids. And it was really hard because I was kind of already checked out of homeschooling. I was struggling with my oldest son and just having him focus. And then my mind really wasn't there anymore because I was focused on doing my own thing. And so that was a really tough year. And it was also the year we moved into the trailer. So just a few things. Yeah, just Um, just a little bit on your plate. (laughs) Um, It was a rough, you know, transition for everybody. But I, again, um, made a decision that was best for our family and for our kids. And we put our kids, our boys in school that year. And it was a thing that I struggled with for a while because I felt the mom guilt and shame. Like, how could I not homeschool, especially when you're in kind of a homeschool community, when you leave it, 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 there can be a little bit of shame, you know, just, or at least that you put on yourself, like, why can't I do it, but everybody else can sort of thing. Mm. And I just came to terms with, you know what, it was wonderful for the season we were in, but now it's all done and we're in a new season and we may go back to it. We may not. And that's cool. So, um, yeah, just, um, figuring out how to navigate timing. And once the kids went to school, I had definitely more flexibility and freedom. But then I also had Dino, my husband, and um, not making any money and putting a whole bunch of time into something. He definitely has always, always been supportive of it. But I know for sure now that I am making money that he's definitely more supportive of it because it is such a a time um, taker. But I really just try to be intentional about the time that I spend on it, evenings off, 
I'm now taking, you know, one to two days off a week, just completely off of my phone, just putting it away. It gives me a, a time to just refresh my mind. And it actually helps me to just create better content too because I'm not so rushed to try to come up with something that isn't really authentic. I keep hearing that from people, how taking a break is just helping them so much more. And it's just such a scary step to take because we're brainwashed once we get so involved in the space that you feel like you have to constantly be in front of people or else they'll forget about you or something. And so you are obviously proof that that is not true (laughs) is, you know, I think it probably what is what makes you come to this space even more refreshed and happy to share. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to look into taking a a day off. (laughs) Yeah, I found it to be really great. And like I said, it just really refreshes my mind. I have such a creative mind, which I'm sure you do too. And so it's hard to turn it off. Even when you're not on, I'm always thinking about what I could be creating or sharing or writing. And so to completely shut it off. I almost have to do such an extreme thing to know that I don't have to go and check it or write something down and I can just shut my brain down for a day. I think that's really smart. I think that is advice that I'm going to have to take. And another <laughs> smart thing that you've done recently um, that I actually messaged you about when I saw it was um, something along the lines that I think is important in protecting your time and your space and your mind and um, your personal life is you turned off your DMs for stories. Are they still off? They are. Okay, tell me about that because yeah. I, I just sound so refreshing. So another uh, friend of mine on here do- does that, um, Cotton Stem. And I tried it, you know, a couple months ago. And it, like you said earlier, it was scary. Like I was like, what's this going to do? The algorithm, you know, Instagram's going to punish mm-hmm. me because my DMs are in the hundreds every day. And so I know that brings a lot of engagement and I really didn't know how like Instagram was going to punish me. Isn't that, I mean, it's so silly, but I was, no, I had that same thought. Like that is why I need you to tell me everything. (laughs) I I, I think it's great. So I, I ended up turning it back on, but then the stress and the anxiety, because I love, love connecting with my followers. That is why I'm on there. But so I would say, you know, 80% of the messages are so, negative without meaning to be negative. They're questioning you. They're uh, giving just a lot of unsolicited advice. And it's so, I love that people write, but it can be so mentally draining. Um, So I decided to shut them off again. I took like a four day break and then I decided to shut them off again. And the crazy thing is, is that my engagement has been better than ever since I've had them off. And there was one day that I turned them back on and I had a post that one day, like just really fail. And so I'm wondering, and maybe this is just in my head, but I'm wondering if because people can't say as much through the DMs that they are now engaging more on my posts. They're hmm, not that's a good they're point. Maybe they're engaging more in the other spot. So I have no idea. And I really don't care now. I just love the the ease of going on there and being able to connect with people that genuinely want to connect. People can still message me. They can still go to the button and click send message. And so I still get lots of messages, but it just takes a very intentional like step to do it instead of a non thought and just writing whatever comes to your mind. And that's what I'm trying to protect myself from. I think that's brilliant. And I feel like Maybe I'll do an experiment and turn mine off and just see if we can, I don't know, do an experiment based on what you said engagement-wise. But for me, it'd be the same reason. It has nothing to do with the engagement. It has more to do with it. We want to be able to respond to every DM. And it does feel draining when you open up that inbox. And as happy as it makes you feel that people are reaching out, you know, sometimes it is just somebody with something negative to say. Or I get a lot of just emojis like, mm-hmm. and, which is nice. Like, I'm glad they're saying a nice emoji in response to a, a picture that they resonated with. But you're right. If if it was something that really touched them, all they would have to do is just hit the message button and then we could start the conversation that way. So I yeah. really, really like that. That's given me so much to think about. I want you to tell me how it goes when you try that out with your DMs because I'd love to know myself. Oh yeah, I'm going to maybe I'll do an experiment and I'll even do a little mini podcast episode to share how it went yeah. because 
I, I've been actually looking into doing that for quite some time. And again, like you said, it's like, I'm afraid I'll be punished by Instagram, which is so silly. I know. We're so brainwashed in this space <laughs> sometimes. I know. So I, I want to transition over to talk about your Airbnb because I think that is so cool that you guys are doing that on the side. And I would love to hear more about how running an Airbnb goes and if you think social media and Instagram has helped contribute to the marketing for that. I just, I'm so fascinated by that whole process. Yeah. So, you know, we bought this house just about a year ago and it had this little um, detached but attached to the garage guest casita and we thought oh this would be so great for guests and we never really thought about it as an Airbnb but um, Dino and I are always thinking of you know outside the box and we're dreamers like what can we do next and the idea of renovating a space and you know um, maybe buying another property and Airbnb it was like at the top of our list um, but we just thought, okay, this is silly. Why are we going to invest money in a property right now when we have a piece of, well, space in our backyard that we could start with? And so I was a little hesitant at first because, uh, you know, having somebody right in your backyard, I had never really worked with Airbnb, never really used Airbnb before and, um, wasn't sure like privacy issues, um, and then I also was hesitant even sharing it on Instagram because I didn't know, you know, who, if people were going to want to come just out of that and how, what that was going to look like. Mm-hmm. But, um, we kind of went back and forth with it and then ultimately just decided to go for it. So it took us like a month to get it really, really prepared. Um, we didn't want to invest a ton of money into it by like, you know, ripping out the old bathroom and putting new tile in and putting a new vanity in. So I just got really creative and I wallpapered in there and I put a fun paint colors and then I stenciled the flooring that was already there so we didn't have to rip it out. Um, Really just utilizing what was there and just elevating it as much as I could to make it, you know, kind of like a fun feature. And then we just did that with the whole space. I asked all my followers, you know, what do you like to see when you go into an Airbnb? And that was so awesome and so helpful because they everybody gave advice. And so I really just tried to pick, you know, and tie things, what I would find important going and then kind of take what everybody else was saying and include that into the space. So we opened it in February, um, the middle of February, and it has just increased in its um, bookings. And um, yeah, it's like booked out actually for the summer right now, all summer for three months straight, which is awesome. Wow. That's amazing. Is it weird having strangers in your backyard or what is that like? Yeah, so I was really hesitant about that, but I did talk with somebody actually from Instagram who runs uh, an Airbnb and she's a super host. And she told me, you know, kind of what to do to kind of protect yourself. And so you can include a lot of stuff on your profile, like your house rules. And so what I have on there is that, you know, I want to see a picture of the person. I want to see. I want to know why they're coming and who they're coming with and exactly who's staying there. I don't want to guess who's coming back into the back of my house because I have kids and I need to know everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So I make it very clear um, on the listing, you know, what the requirements are. They need to be verified. They need to have a government issue ID. Um, so we also have cameras. We have cameras outside, not in the Airbnb, but outside on our driveway. We have cameras at our front door. And so um, that's been so great. We can see when people are walking back to the Airbnb, even if we're not there. So it actually has not been weird. It's been wonderful to be able to, most of the time, I don't even ever see the people. They're in and out. They're here for a funeral, a birth, a wedding, work, and they're busy and they're gone. Um, and then a couple of times we've hung out with people like on in our back patio and it's been amazing to meet some of the people. So, so far... We've had a really great experience from it. I love that. I think I think that your personality would be so well suited to be a good host. But I, I would have the same fears just as a mom, like, okay, who's gonna be in my property space with my kids right here? And I'm sure you have to have conversation with your kids too to, you know, what their boundaries and limits are to keep them safe and yes. keep guests comfortable and Yes, yeah. I you know, 
I try to respect the guest's privacy and um, if they're, you know, around, we try not to go back there, but usually they're gone. And so that really hasn't been a thing like, oh, you can't go back there. It's more like at 7 a.m., my, if my kids want to go in the back to play ball, I'm like, you have to go in the front because you're going to wake up the renter, you know? So yeah, um, it's just been simple things like that. And yeah, it's, it's, I'd say, you know, you asked about if Instagram has played a part in it. And I feel like the first little bit, it was so great to have Instagram because I did get the first, I'd say five bookings from that. And that's really helpful with Airbnb. I came to find, find that you really don't get shown too much until you have a certain amount of bookings under your belt. So it kind of pushed me quickly. Um, to get seen quicker and to have my listing show up at a higher rating. And um, the more bookings you get, you know, you have to have like, I forget what the number is, 10 bookings in a certain amount of days to get Superhost. So we made Superhost. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the last month we had one day that was not booked. Um, wow. So we're really, we're loving it. It's so fun to have. I love managing it. Um, I actually do the cleaning myself. So. I feel like you would be like, are you are you like a neat freak or type A when it comes to your cleaning? I feel I'm, like you. I'm not. No, really. No, I'm really not. But you know what it is that I am like the type A about? Somebody could come in and totally clean it just fine. It's the finishing touch that is me. That I, I can see that. Yeah. I just want to put on it that I feel like only I can do. So, um, I, I clean it and, you know, every time it gets clean, we get $40 for it to be cleaned. And what I do is I, this last month, I decided to hire a house cleaner for our house. So they come every two weeks and we haven't had a house cleaner ever, but I, I thought, you know what, this is a nice trade. This is a good balance. Again, like I want to do things that only I can do. Like the Airbnb, I feel like only I can do, but somebody else can clean my house for me and I can use that money for that. And then I then have more free time to put towards my family. So it was a good, good trade. Oh yeah. That's really smart. And that space is so cute. And I'm not surprised at all that it's so booked up because it's just so cute. I, I and I love the pool that you have in your yard. What is that called? The, um, stock tank. The, the what? Stock tank pool. The stock tank pool. That is so cool. I'd never seen that until your um, your post. So, so cool. Yeah, we, we're loving that this summer. Do media outlets ever reach out to you and want to share your space? Like, I don't know. I just feel like you're such an HGTV kind of gal. I don't know. DIY network, something like that. Yeah. Like, have any opportunities like that come from uh, your platform? Yeah. Um, I'd say since, you know, we moved into the RV, we have definitely been featured in a lot of magazines, a lot of, you know, um, big media pages online and done a little bit of work with HGTV. We actually were pitched to HTV last year and actually none of my followers know this. <laughs> um, and we got to the final step and, um, they were like just about ready to go and it just didn't work out because of a certain certain reason. Um, but we are in the talks of possibly something happening in the future somewhere else. So we will we will see. And that's all I can say. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Well, yeah, I won't make you spill anything more, but I just I'm not surprised at all because you think of like Chip and Joanna Gaines. And when you see you and your husband interact, I don't know. The fun is there. The talent is there. The eye for design and just the hard work is there. So I am going to be praying for you to you. to hear about that opportunity in the near future because I just see it. I, I don't know. When I see your page, I just keep having the feeling something even bigger and more amazing is going to come from your platform. And I am so here for it. <laughs> I love it. So sweet. So for interior design stuff in general, because it's just not my space, but I know that a lot of moms who are tuning into the podcast do have, you know, a creative outlet or inspiration to start more of a design page. Do you have any tips for them or are there any special resources for interior design influencers, I guess you could say? Yeah, you know, I... I really just started, like I said, by looking around at what other people were doing. Um, it's so great to find people that are doing like exactly what you want to be doing. And then there, it's also great to kind of peek into what other people are doing that are a little outside of what you're doing, just to get a little bit from every type of personality, every type of design style. 
And I feel like there's just so much to learn from just watching and listening and asking questions. Um, so I always say, if you're going to start that, um, just start, you kind of, it's like research, really read the blogs, read and follow what people are doing, watch people's stories, see how people are sharing and what's working and what's not. And, and then kind of just play around with it. It's, I think Instagram and blogging is such a, it's an involvement and it's constantly changing. So you kind of have to keep up with it. And then you're also changing as you're sharing. You're, you you may start by sharing, you know, uh, all types of rooms in your home, but then as you go along, realize, you know what, I just really love photographing my kitchen and I really want to focus on blah, blah, blah in my kitchen. So I think it's cool to allow yourself to grow and evolve as, as you share. That's a good point. And I think you mentioned too community, which is a big thing when you're trying to find a niche that you really want to create in. But you, in the beginning of the podcast, mentioned that you had a mentor when you were first starting out. How did you find that mentor? Was it somebody you just looked up to and reached out to or somebody you knew through real life? Yeah, this was just somebody that um, is kind of like a mother figure. Um not anybody that was on Instagram or blogging, just somebody who I really respect and who I just knew would speak the truth to me and tell me exactly what was up and I needed to hear. Whether it be good or bad, she would just lay it out there. And that's the best type of advice, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely need somebody who's going to put a little bit of wind in your sails, yes. but also like keep you grounded in reality. Yes. But I, you know, as far as Instagram goes and connecting and having community, it is a huge community. And it's so important to connect with others because I think that it can be a slightly lonely place when you share so openly, people feel very connected to you. But um, on the other hand, you don't know them and you're not as connected to them um, on such an intimate level. So having other people, um, you know, when I first started, I joined like a DM group of just some moms that we all kind of were doing the same thing, design and lifestyle. And it was just such a refreshing space to go and kind of talk about things, run ideas by each other. If somebody said something that was hurtful, we could go and say it, like talk about it. It just was so nice to have that little hub to go to. And, and um, yeah, focusing on building that community is just huge in this space. Oh yeah, it's so important. Like I I don't even consider I think people talked about pods a lot in the past as mm-hmm. a growth hack. And I have two groups that I chat in. It's not like we send people's pictures to go share and like and engage on. It's more this space you have to you can't do it alone. I feel like because it's always changing and you can always get really great feedback from people who are in your same space and who understand what your goal is and their dreams are kind of aligned. So I think that's a good point. I think community in your specific niche is so important. And, and you know, the other thing you just kind of reminded me of when you sit back and you just watch people say you don't interact at all, you don't like photos. You, I feel like that's when the jealousy or the insecurities or the questioning of yourself or bitterness or whatever can come out. But when you get to know the people that are behind it, you realize that everybody feels the same way and we're all together and that we all want to connect with one another and we all are going through the same exact emotions. So all those feelings that people say that, oh, social media is so bad because of it brings this and this up. We all are in it together. So when you start to connect and have that community, all that stuff goes out the window. It all just disappears. It's so true. It's the human element on in this space. Like these are other moms and other creators who, I mean, are yeah, exactly having the same struggles that you are. You hit the nail on the head with that. And I think listeners would be super excited to know that you and is it Jennifer Griswold? Yes. So you guys released an Instagram guidebook. And yeah. I would love to hear more about what your inspiration was for creating the guidebook. It's and for listeners, that's an ebook, and I'll link that in the show notes so that um, you guys can access that. But what was your inspiration for sharing such valuable content, and what sort of things do you cover in the book? Yeah, you know, um, we early on just both kind of did the same thing, really sharing our story. So instead of just sharing home design, really just incorporating. Whatever you do, 
um, you know, me loving home design is so awesome, but it, you can only get so far with that. So intertwining your story um, was really how we just decided to share, um, just sharing kind of more of ourselves. Um, and so uh, this is such a big question, like, how do you start? How do you share on here? And so we just simply put it into an ebook on, you know, finding out what your story is, like, because a lot of people don't even know what they want to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how to share it. And then it really just goes into a lot of practical stuff, you know, the value of Instagram stories, the value of engagement, um, how important it is to be authentic. And so just a, a photography and just a ton of different points um, that are super practical, but also um, just a little more intimate on, you know, how you even start and figure out what you want to do. So it really is an awesome book because it, I think it helps you kind of unpack yourself a little bit and help you uh, figure out kind of more who, of who you are. And that's so important in this space. And my goal with this podcast and to inspire moms to do purposeful content creation is finding what it is that you are passionate about and wanting to share and what your message is before you even bust out the camera to get creative. And it sounds like your guidebook is definitely a great place to start with that. Yeah, thank you. And we, I've decided for this podcast for the listeners that um, the book for the next 48 hours will be $19.99. So Good. Oh my gosh, that is so generous for you guys to to grab it. Okay, you guys, so I am going to link that in the show notes because that is such a good deal. If you're listening to this podcast, obviously professional development, personal development is important to you and there is nothing better than at the end of the day when you put your kids to bed and you have a good book to dig into that inspires you to create and just find that dig into that other side of your of yourself that I feel like once you become a mom, sometimes we tuck it away or we're afraid to pull it out. So I think that guidebook would be just an awesome way to get started in that. Yeah. Thank you. And can you tease the listeners with like one of the biggest tips that you share in the guidebook? I'd say the biggest tip is engagement. Um, I really feel like that has been something that has set me apart from the beginning. I decided that I was going to respond to everybody's DMs and I have not let that go. And um, I think that that creates just a very intimate relationship with your followers that they feel like they're actually following more of a person than rather than just pictures. So um, engagement in, you know, even if it's just a heart, uh, just something that says like, Hey, I hear you. I saw that you engaged with me and I'm responding back to you. I feel like I've been on the other side of that with you because I have messaged you randomly in the past just because um, something or another that you've done or maybe even your daughter because she's just so silly and cute. (laughs) But you definitely took the second to let me know that you saw the message and heard me. And I did feel more valued as just somebody peeping peeping in on your journey at that point in time. So I think that's great advice. Yeah, it was something that really made sense to me because I feel that way when I follow somebody else. And to be honest, there's a lot of people that inspire me, but if I message them, you know, a few times and I don't connect with them, I tend to unfollow them because I value my time and I want it to be with, you know, somebody that I feel like will respond back to me. And I know people are busy, but that's just something that's important to me, so I try to do the same. I'm the same way, so I think it's really um nice that you brought that up because I think people are afraid to say it. Like, you know, if you don't engage with me, like I'm not going to follow you. But it, it just, you know, it's a community. And again, it all comes back to valuing your time. Like we've been yeah. talking about a lot in this episode. So I think I think that's great. Yeah. Well, I love chatting with you. At the end of every podcast, I like to do a series of rapid fire questions that I know are the questions that everybody is always asking. Yes. And the first is my favorite. It's what do you influence that you are most proud of? I, you know, my favorite messages, I said earlier, some other ones, but my favorite messages are when we're on marriage and somebody messages me and says, Hey, I just want to let you know that you've inspired me to give my husband more attention and to be a better wife. And I think that could just make me cry right now. That is best. If I can influence another woman to, to feel that way about her man, that makes me so happy. Uh, you're, and it's you're so dynamic. I love that if somebody went to your page right now and just typed in arrows and bow, they would probably think 
just off the top of their head that it was a design page and a lifestyle page. But to know that when they dig into your content and follow your stories, you do share so much more of that messaging and have such a greater purpose. And I think that's a beautiful thing to be proud of to influence. And I think we talked about this a little bit. We touched on it, but how much time do you dedicate to social media and engagement since that's something that's really important to you? On the app? Well, it's all beyond the app. So much happens outside of the app. I'd say mm-hmm. a good five, six hours a day. I think some people would be like, oh my gosh, what? But really, when this is your business and your brand and yeah, and when Most you are making, is- like you said, make an engagement such a priority, that is doesn't sound unrealistic at all. Yeah. A lot of that time is just me thinking about what I am going to share, how I'm going to share it, what Mm -hmm. I'm going to write. It's not even me scrolling on other people's pages. It's me working on my own content. So Mm -hmm. I say that time definitely goes into it and that we should value that time. Like I'm serious. It's, uh, it's, which, you know, um, it's a good amount of effort and time that goes into it. I think as People getting into the space, whether you're an influencer, a YouTuber, podcaster, whatever the case may be, when you actually take an inventory of the hours that you're spending on content creation and posting and engagement and everything goes into it, it really teaches you the value of even a minute of your life. So yeah, I'd love love that you shared that. And is there a mistake that you've made in the space or something you would go back and change if you could? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, a mistake that I've made, I'm sure there's lots of mistakes. Yeah. You know, at the beginning I would post pictures and I was learning and new in the space and I was still very insecure and I definitely have insecure moments still, but more so then. And I would post a picture and, you know, second guess myself and delete it. And I remember seeing this movie, I don't even know, like a year ago or two years ago about social media and how it can like affect us and all that stuff. And I just kept thinking about my kids. And I thought, if I can't post a picture and feel confident in what I'm sharing and have to go and delete it, then I shouldn't like even be on here. You know, I can't do that. So I really, after that, I just stopped. I thought, whatever I'm putting out there, I'm putting out there and that's it. So it causes you to be more intentional about what you're putting out there. But in the end, I just, I can't care about it so much. Mm-hmm. And biggest advice for someone starting from zero? Starting from zero, I would say be yourself. There are so many different people and Instagram's so saturated right now. You know, blogging is saturated, but there's only one you. And so be yourself figure out who you are, figure it out along the way. Um, but just be yourself. And that's such a dumb, I feel like thing to say, like so easy sounding, but it's hard. No, that's, I mean, it's when you, it's easier said than done for sure. Especially (laughs) when you do have so many eyes on you or the potential for people, you just, it's true. It is much easier said than done, but it, everybody that I've talked to so far on the (laughs) basically the same thing, which is just being authentic and being yourself and just starting beats anything any other day of the week. So I think that is beautiful advice. Yeah. And I think this is probably listeners favorite question, but what gear do you use as far as what camera, um, editing, any apps that make your life easier in this space? Yeah. So I only use an iPhone. (laughs) I remember that from one of your stories and I couldn't wait for you to share that. Yes. So, um, you know, I just had like the biggest compliment I feel like I've ever gotten. I posted a photo the other day of Dino outside with my son jumping. Mm -hmm. Um, We were barbecuing and this very big, sorry, very big blogger who's a photographer wrote me and she said, what camera did you use for this? This is stunning. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's my iPhone. (laughs) And she was like, what? That's crazy. It was so fun to be able to say that. So I love the iPhone. Um, It's been a fun tool for me to kind of navigate and learn how to um, manipulate photos. I like things to look as real as they do to my eye, but just, you know, slightly enhanced. I don't use a lot of filters or white uh, wash things out. Um, but if I, when I do edit, I usually edit in uh, Visco 
and um, I just kind of play around in there a little bit. I typically will do M5, but like halfway, and then I change a whole bunch of it. So there's really no specific formula. I just kind of go off what my eye sees. And for our listeners, um, Visco, V-S-C-O, I will link that in the show notes as long as well as the filter that she's talking about. But if you head over to her Instagram page, Arrows and Bow, like her pictures are beautiful. They're so crisp and clean and bright. You would just not, I don't know. I, I just don't think people would guess that it's all from an iPhone. And I think it really is inspiring to show mamas how accessible this space can be with just what you already have in your pocket. Yeah. Yes, that's so true. And that really goes along with, I think, my a lot of my design messaging anyways. So that's awesome that you just said that because anybody could can do this. Um, you just kind of have to play around with it and figure out what what you like to see out of the photo. I love that so much. And I, again, I'm so thankful you came on to talk to me today. Um, I know that you're really busy and you are doing a lot and I don't, is it daytime? Is I mean, I'm like, you're three hours behind. So are your kids in school right now or are they home? Just about to get out. Okay. Well, I will let you enjoy the beautiful peace and quiet you have until they get back. But why don't you tell listeners where they can find you? You can find me at, on Instagram at arrows and bow or over on my blog at www.arrowsandbow.com. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I, again, I can't say enough about how much I just adore you and your family and your joyful spirit. And I, you know what? I'm going to go home and I'm going to dance with my husband for you. And I'm going to turn off my DMs and and I'm going to share. I'm going to be more intent. I'm going to be intentional with my husband and with my DMs. And I'm going to, I'll update you and let you know how that goes. Cause I feel really inspired after talking to you. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. I felt like I was just hanging out with a girlfriend. I know that's my goal. And it's, it's so great. Like, I think that's the best thing about the podcast is we connect with people on Instagram, but when's, when are you just going to take 45 minutes to have a phone call with somebody and just, I don't know, dig a little bit deeper. So I'm happy to have gotten to get to know you a little bit more today in that way. And I just appreciate your time today. Well, me too. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Ashley as much as I did, and I really hope that she inspired you to design your dream life. I love that she is so authentically herself and that she pulls in all the elements of her hard work and just design and her personality and her family, and she blends it so nicely. So I know I, for one, am super inspired by that conversation. If you like the podcast today, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And don't forget to join the Mommy Influencer Podcast Insiders Facebook group where we can dive into these topics a little further. I love hearing your guys' stories. I've loved so many introductions and getting to know your Instagram names and to see a little bit more about this community that we're building here. So I hope you guys have a great day. Bye, mamas.